everybody and welcome to Reviews from Hell. I am your host AJ and as always I am joined by my co-host Steve. Howdy. And today we're going to be looking at the new Thai rest film Pearl starring Mia Goth which is of course an extraordinary origin story from the previous film they worked together called X. And mm-hmm. this is all what takes place before Mia Goth became Pearl in X. So, of course, it's going to be a little bit different, and it's going to be maybe a lot different than X, and (laughs) we'll get into that. So, we did see this yesterday, even though we went to go see it at different showtimes yesterday. We finally got to see it, and Steve, what did you think of it? Uh, I was pretty blown away. Uh, I'm I'm in love with uh, this whole world. Um, Now... I thought X was, I kind of knew going into it just from the trailer that it was going to, X was brilliant as well, but it was completely different on purpose. And um, so I could see a lot of, I could already see some people like, being like, oh, this sucks, you know, whatever. But I think it will be more polarizing because some people, it's a, it's just a lot different type of a film. Like I, right. I will say that the three things that I came away from it were, and I heard other people say Wizard of Oz and I thought it had Wizard of Oz and Lucky McGee's May. If anybody remembers May with Angela Bettis, I thought it had a lot of. I don't know if I remember May or even seen May to begin with. Brilliant film. Lucky McGee is a brilliant filmmaker. He also made The Woman, the Jack Ketchum adaptation. He made All Cheerleaders Must Die. Um, anyway, okay, yeah, I know. Yeah. May was his first film, and it had Ange- a young Angela Bettis and Jeremy Sisto that's gone on to do like Law and Order, and he was in Clueless, a bunch of other things. Yeah. And it is basically kind of a modern uh, kind of misanthropic Frankenstein story. Uh, you got to see, you just got to, you got to see it. It's, it's a classic indie horror from the early aughts. It came out when I was probably 17 or 18. It's like 0203. It was a big high school movie for me. And, but anyway, so it had, but I felt that I wondered, I haven't really heard anybody else say May, but I'd like to ask that Gregor, if I ever get the chance to talk to him, if he was a fan of that movie, because I felt that structurally in the beats that this hit, and the journey that both made. Well, you meant Ty West instead of Zach Kreger, because we were. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zach Kreger. I want to ask you a different question. Ty West. I want to ask you that question. I've got several for Zach Kreger too, so f- forgive me. But um, uh, yeah, so Wizard of Oz and meets May mixed with High Camp, uh, such as Mommy Dearest or whatever happened to Baby Jane. I kept thinking that John Waters would love this movie, uh, just if he had a chance to see it. Yeah, just. Felt like he'd be a fan. And we already know that Martin Scorsese is a huge fan of this as well. How awesome is that for Ty West to have Scorsese being like, yeah. And I think Scorsese really loves the way A24 puts films out too. Because he did that whole booklet. He did that whole booklet for uh, Midsummer. That's right. Yeah, I have that. That's it's really nice. Yeah. He's he's great. He's he, he is a champion. It's why, you know, not to get into the weeds here, but fuck it, I don't care. Um, He's correct. Not that I don't like some of what the MCU does, uh, but he was correct in his assessment of the MCU. Uh, And also, um, anybody that tries to slag Morton Scorsese because they're Marvel fanboys can kind of fuck off from me because the amount of stuff he just does for cinema and the love he has and the knowledge he has for cinema, I just think it's really disrespectful to slag him or his work because he doesn't like comic book movies or, you know, specifically the MCU. So anyway, moving on, just a side note, but anyway, that's awesome that Martin Scorsese took the time to 
make to even let it be known that hey, uh, go see Ty West film. It's brilliant and disturbing because even because of that, my mom, my mom who doesn't really like horror, she's a Agatha Christie, uh, James right. Bond kind of gal, but uh, does not really care for straight horror very much. She, when I said we're going to see Pearl, she said I heard it was disturbing yet really good, and I know she heard that because Martin Scorsese said that. So it gets into the mainstream that way in a way it probably wouldn't. And I also, just speaking of the fact that in today's age, all you hear is, I don't think it's true. Do I, I think there's problems with Hollywood. I think that there are questions about streaming and where everything is going to go and content wise. Uh, I do think that it's crazy when people say there's no original movies being made. Ty West is, I mean, it's hard as hell to get any movie made, but Ty West has turned a trilogy out of this, uh, out of X. And I think it's really fucking awesome. And he couldn't uh, do a lot more if he really wanted to. Which yeah, you know, you only want to go back to the well so many times. Like Vince Gilligan, for instance, has said, you know, I'm done with this well because you just after a while, you, you know, after you don't want to, you don't want to fuck up gold. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you know, but but I get what you're saying. It is a whole. Like, I world. think Scott Muscuni's character would be really great in a. He was spin-off. such a he's such a good actor. Like I've heard some of his music, and I always thought it was good. Uh, not a super fan of Kid Cudi or anything, but I always thought he was a great rapper. But he chooses great really interesting movies to act in, and I think yeah. that's a huge part of well, why. Have I you seen him in something right. else? Have you seen him in something else? I yeah, have he not. was in a Don't Look Up. I saw Don't Look Up. What am I forgetting? You know that cameo with Ariana Grande in there? That was him. Oh, man, I didn't even realize it. Awesome, though. Sorry about that. Yeah, I missed that one. And yeah, I told you. Bill and Ted's uh, fight. Uh, fight the music. Oh, the the new one. I haven't even seen yeah. it yet. I was just saying that the other day. I said, you know, I didn't even watch that Bill and Ted movie. I think it's in one of the many subscriptions that I pay for now, so I have no excuse. Other than there's a bazillion things to watch, and I'm one man with so many hours, and I work full time. Right. And then there's things I want to write about and podcast about. So sometimes, like stuff that I would watch just for fun that has no other purpose, like Bill and Ted, I, I would have to make myself be like, write an article about Bill and Ted. You know what I mean? <laughs> then you, then you'll watch it, but no, I need to watch it. It's cool. And I like Samara Weaving, and I think she's in it as one of the kids. So, yeah, a lot of reasons to watch. I actually was a bigger, much bigger Bogus Journey fan, though, than I was X-Men. Oh, yeah. Bogus, because I think that's my age. And Kid Cudi said the same thing in an interview he did. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with him. I think it's my age. That's the one I remember more. My brother is five years older than me, and he re- is a big fan of the first one, and he didn't even like the second one. So I, but I, I was thought, and the second one had more of a horror centric, weirder, almost yeah. Tim. It went along with kind of Tim Burtony stuff, you know, that was coming out at the time. I and there was a lot of slapstick moments in there too. Death. Well. How about Death playing the whole battleship? With everyone remembers that that's seen that movie. And that's then, kind uh, of Don't my the Reaper. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody loves that movie that I could never really get into, The Princess Bride. And you know, but, but you know that scene where they play the game or whatever. To me, my my version of that is is chess. Battleship with, I mean, Battleship with Death. Right. Bogus Journey. That, anyway, anyway, back off the rails. Let's try to pull this train back to, we went off the rails in about 10 seconds, thanks to me. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> but no, um, so Pearl, differences with X, right? So right. X is exploitation, love letter to the era. It's a movie that's about filmmaking. When you think of movies like about filmmaking, I always am a sucker for those, like One Cut of the I Dead. Think, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, you know, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to watching Reboot on Hulu as well. 
Exactly. That's the new show from the Modern Family Guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I love Modern Family. Um, uh, that's something that we used to actually all watch together when it first came out. Like my. Oh parents. yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they actually. Like, I, I even got a VPN so I can log on Netflix, a UK site, and watch oh, sweet. Modern Family. Oh, Netflix. that's awesome! That's awesome. We need it in the states, man, because. Uh, I think now it's all on Hulu, I think. Uh, no, it is. You're right. It is. Totally is. I didn't. I need to watch the later seasons. My parents watched it weekly till the end. Um, but I did not. But I knew, I knew that they did. They would tell me. We always talk about what we're watching. Yeah, because I think I when uh, Adam Devine came on, it is when my mom kind of jumped off. Adam Devine from Workaholics? Yeah. I didn't even know. See, I didn't even know that. Is he like the scrappy-do of Modern Family then? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. got to bring something in to shake it up. Like when they got the Brady Bunch of dog and various yeah. cousins would appear and then just disappear like they were abducted. <laughs> never to be mentioned again. This is no, I like sure. Adam Devine. I, I never saw I had no. That's the first I knew of that, man. I had no idea. Yeah, very cool, though. Um, but yeah, lots of shows. Like, I think DiCaprio was on Growing Pains. In later years, when he was a kid, he may may have been, yeah, yeah. When he, but it wasn't like an original. I don't think he was in the original cast. I think it was one of those. He's a young, cute boy. Bring him in here. The ratings are falling. Yeah, but yeah, um, like Brad Pitt on a Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, and those things that never works. People never fall for that. They, and it doesn't seem like shows have even realized that now necessarily. You know, and it never works. It's like that. Whether jumping the shark. Once you jump the shark, it's hard to pull it back. You know, it's really hard to go. It's hard to. Close, you can't close that box once you've opened it up. So, yeah. Um, let's see. But thinking of X as opposed – I mean, thinking of Pearl as opposed to X, um, which is just a fun thing to do. Uh, it's like he got to, like, just – he's getting to play with different filmmaking styles and techniques. In X, where everything is gritty and realistic, and it's about the filmmaking process itself, this is about dreamers. This is about how movies affect people. This is about the fantasy world that film can create. Everything looks like Oz. There's so many different visual. When she's riding a bike, she's just like the Wicked Witch at the beginning. Uh, every right. uh, those, are the, those are the reddest reds I've ever – scene like the doors the, the barn was amazing the dresses the lipstick it the blood it is the reddest i've ever seen some of the reddest it was as red as anything argento ever did it's so it may be more it is just like think of the reddest lipstick that would draw your eye and go wow that is red lipstick and you've got it and turn that up to 11 it is it is a red like and so yeah this is and and pearl is a character like oh my god just I, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts about serial killers in the last podcast on the left and things like when you hear about these kind of people that just all serial killers seem to have this thing where they're like, I'm great. I'm destined really for narcissistic, really egotistic. Yeah, and yeah. dreams and spends your whole life dreaming and you think that if you could just get that one break, that one right person to see you, you know, but meanwhile, you're, you're not doing any real work because when you actually see her dance, she's nothing really talented. You see her dance. You right, see, like it's, a, it's almost like it's coming from hee-haw in a way. The, the it way is. It's, it's, yeah, it's very bad. It's just bad. And it's definitely nothing special. And, you know, I think that that is how a lot of people fall victim to Hollywood bullshit 
especially and that movie could apply to now with the way we all act on social media and the way everyone thinks that they are some kind of a celebrity or they're some kind of journalist like, or kind of like how these influences are in, it's a, the next word out of my mouth was thank you these influencers i feel like that even though and i think that's important that it took place in 1918 seemingly it's totally removed from this era but you've got the spanish flu going right, on right and i was about to bring that up yes. yeah you've got this young girl celebrity obsessed who's just and you've got a mother that you know the way it's designed they definitely want you to it wants you to kind of hate the mother on a surface level but when you actually think about it immediately i was like you know she's right about everything here and it, you know it just grows from there and i think when i if i saw this movie when i was younger and more misanthropic than i am now like i would have like totally been like yeah fuck them all pearl this time but now older i was totally mortified by her and i was screaming at everyone to just back the fuck up and get away from her you know what i mean <laughs> i kept being like no just go just don't say anything else to her don't continue the conversation just leave i was like just get away from her uh so yeah it was scary like the whole disturbing thing that scorsese said it is disturbing and it does linger in a way that x doesn't disturb x is very visceral right. And even though X has this whole component about sex that's very much, it kind of points, pokes an eye at how Hollywood and us as a society feel about sex and talk about sex or don't talk about sex uh, or sexuality that we don't like, like old people fucking. Like people don't want to talk about that and just pretend that old people don't still have these desires. And so, but still, it's way more visceral than this. I think that this has a much more disturbing kind of Norman Bates, like you said, psycho. You were the one that said psycho to me, Wizard of Oz yeah. psycho. You're like today's psycho. And I thought about that. And as a character, there's a lot of Norman Bates in there. The mother, obviously, you no, know, mother's on to me. And I live right. in this. It's so, uh, yeah, there's definitely a love letter. These are all also, it seems like, because then the teaser is the Maxine teaser that looks totally different. It's about the 80s, about Hollywood itself. All these movies are about films. And what there was uh, the Jodie Foster film that this reminded me a lot of, like the girl living on the lane or whatever it was. Oh, the little girl that lived down the lane. Yes, yes. Yes. I haven't seen it. I think I watched it one night on a Joe Bob, but it was one of those nights yeah. when you're like drinking a lot of beers or whatever. And yeah. you're like kind of way gravy yeah. and you're just like... You well, so the on. problem with Joe Bob watching movies for a first watch with Joe Bob is with me, I end up being guilty of sometimes, if it's not a movie I'm really into, or even if it is sometimes... You just want to watch it for the Joe Bob. Break. I watch Joe Bob and I end yeah. up scrolling through my phone and my Twitter feed looking at everybody's live tweets and not watching the damn movie as closely as I should. And that's on me. But I, that's definitely what happened that night. And you throw in a few beers or a little weed with that, and it's just like, what movie did we watch last night? <laughs> yeah, so I need and I, But that's a movie that I do see on Shutter. and David Lynch has made references to the little girl. Yeah. Yeah, so he's made references to that movie, too. So, I, you know, David Lynch is my favorite. And Jodie Foster's character in that and Pearl are very similar to how really? they yeah. Really? So I didn't even know what Little Girl Down the Lane was about. Like, I wasn't even sure what well, it was Well, it's about. not necessarily a, right. like similar to Pearl, but the behavior is what yeah. I'm Yeah, no, I will watch it. I will watch that. Yeah, we were talking about trying to do some older stuff, too, potentially. Keep that in the bag. But, yeah, I do need to, to watch that. I will. It's on Shutter. 
But no, also, um, uh, you know, in this movie, I was trying to think of other performances as well. Like the mom is is really great. Uh, I didn't really recognize any of the supporting cast, to be honest. I didn't know these people. I thought they were all really good, but I didn't know if you if you knew. Like the guy that she was uh, sleeping with seemed vaguely familiar to me. The projectionist. Yeah, but yeah. I couldn't really place a name or a title where I knew him from. But he did kind of look familiar to me. And I did see where uh, when you go in the, it was written by both Mia and Ty, which yeah. it's just when you think of that. And level, I don't know if you saw this, but Kid Cuddy was also a producer on this as well. I did see that as well. Yeah, he was only one of the producers, and uh, so it, you just got this whole kind of creative train rolling here. And we're going to get one more. We're going to get Maxine, and I just think it's awesome to be, like I said, in this time where I feel like we're kind of flooded with a lot of, you know, there's a lot of shit out there, but there's also a lot of good stuff being made. Um, I mean, I don't know where, you know, and, and it's really cool to get to see these movies as big as they are in a theater. You know what I mean? Like um, uh, it was just really different. Like I, I appreciate it. Okay. That's where I know him from that Ryan Murphy uh, Netflix series. Which one? Hollywood. Oh yeah. You know, I've only seen the trailer of that. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about though. Is that good? Yeah, it was good. It was one of the better Ryan Murphy things out there. Well, I'm, I know you don't want to Ryan Murphy, it. to me, has kind of jumped the shark on what he does. It just depends on what it is, man. I'm really looking forward to the Jeffrey Dahmer series, but when I watch, like, American Horror Stories, it's just a train wreck, and it's bad. Um, it just depends on what it is. Like, a lot – I did not – you're right about a lot of it. Like, I watched – I would say that I suffered through um, – what is that show? Ratchet. I suffered through yeah. every – I thought that was terrible. I didn't think I didn't it was even bother with that. So campy, but not in a good way. I thought it was unintentional. I don't know. I just, it was definitely trying to hit some kind of a mark. But to me, the idea from the get go was ridiculously stupid. And then he also directed a, mo a Netflix movie with like Nicole Kidman and James Corbin. In it. I haven't ever watched it. I can't stand James Corbin. It looks so cheesy. It looked, that looks terrible. It's about the prom. Yeah, fuck that. I have no desire to see that. That's what, here's the thing. That's not. I'd rather get on acid and watch cats. Oh, any day of the week. I'd rather watch cats straight. It might make me feel so <laughs> crazy. I'm on fucking acid. But uh, no, I would never watch that in a million years. But when it comes to like, I thought the first two seasons of American Crime Story were really good. I had no desire to see Sarah Paulson in a fat suit. So I skipped the Monica Lewinsky one. But the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. and then the one about the Versace assassination, those were great. It's some of the best television. That's up there with some of the better television I've seen in the past decade. I'll give him credit. I've never seen Nip Tuck. Um, but the first, you know, first couple, when he's good, he's great. He's either great or he's ridiculously eye-rollingly bad. Um, I have no desire to see a lot of his shows either. And a lot of them aren't made for me. Like, so, you know what I mean? I don't care about right. a lot of them. Um, I'm not the target audience. But uh, I am really looking forward to Dahmer. It looks great. I love Evan Peters. It's exactly made for me. So sometimes, like I said, when Ryan Murphy makes something for me, I'm like, uh, uh. it's like anything else I love. But it's become less and less as time goes on. I used to make a point to watch everything he did. And it's fallen off dramatically in the past five years, I'd say, especially the past few, it just keeps, and it's keeps yeah. getting more like you keep naming stuff. He's done that. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even consider watching that. Like I was like, oh, okay. But back to the guy from Hollywood, he did a fantastic job as the projectionist. projectionist oh yeah. You know, that was a good role. And there's just a lot of people in this movie like that. And the blonde girl that um, is her sister-in-law, her husband's off in world war one. Uh, and the, the projectionist, you just feel doomed. You, you feel bad for all these people. 
because if you've seen more than one movie, um, you, you know, know how it, yeah, all these people are going to die. Even if you haven't seen X and you've seen more than one movie besides Pearl, uh, you probably will realize that all of these people are doomed just for being in her orbit. Um, uh, yeah, and I think that Mia Goth pulls it off because there's never a moment that I don't empathize with Pearl. As crazy as right. Pearl is, as scared of Pearl as I am personally as a character, uh, I do, and I don't think you have to find everybody like that's kind of like a Fargo effect that you have with her in this as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I love everybody in Fargo. Uh, you know, they're awful. You know, that's still the character <laughs> totally engaging and empathetic. It doesn't matter how bad it's that. That's a good trick. You know, Rob Zombie, whether people say what they want to about Rob Zombie, but Rob Zombie pulled that off with the Devil's Rejects. You start that movie yeah. scene and commit a rape like murder group murder situation not a rape but they do sexually assault people and then they fucking murder them horrifically and uh then you proceed and after that mom scene for is, them. yeah oh yeah they, but then after that you root for them because of the way it's written and the way that the characters are engaging and and you 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 just want to, like natural born killers you don't root for the cops you root for mickey and mallory um and that's us. That points to something in us as an audience. But um, so, yeah, uh, Pearl is so well done. It's well written. And I think it shows that she, you know, this is obviously a joint creative endeavor. So I think that Pearl, Mia Goth deserves all the praise. A lot of it not for off the page, for on the page and on the screen as well. And it comes through. She has a monologue in this. It's as good as anything I've seen recently. You know, it's in one of those other performances that should be recognized by the Academy, but there's no way in hell that she would get a nomination for this. And that's, nope. just, that's just the Academy. That's just the way they are. Even though it is one of the best performances I've seen this year. And this creative team made two of the best movies that came out this year that were entertaining. And I think X made good money. Um, yeah. this, had, this had some stiff competition. I think The Woman King kind of was going to win. I saw the movies that were coming out this weekend, and I was like, you know, if Pearl gets second place, it'll be a good weekend, and it did. But they've made, you know, the X going to make its money back, and X made money. So, yeah. I mean, I but I think it's it's really cool. I keep going back to that point, but it's just really cool to get to see original films make make money and and have, you know, Mia Goth is, an, is in my opinion, an A-list celebrity. One of the most she's interesting. She's coming that way, yeah. Yes, she's always been somebody that when I hear her name and move, I always liked her. I love her and Shia as a couple, and they have actually have like a six month old kid now, and so it's like happy times what? for them. Mia's dating Shia. They're back together and they're married, and they have like a six month old kid. Oh, so that's what Shia uh, was talking about on John Burke Now's podcast. Talking about yeah, talking about him and Mia. Yeah, he's he's a dad and he's doing well. I want to see Patrick. Yeah, he broke down crying uh, talking about Mia being there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually watched that, and I watched the one he did with the priest. Um, it was like a, on the Catholic network. He did those two around the same time. And, uh, no, he's doing better. Um, and he was in the Abel Ferrara movie I want to see whenever I get a chance to check right. it out. And Project. he's uh, casting it in Francis Ford Coppola's new film as well. Isn't he also in Christopher Nolan's as well, in Oppenheimer. I think he joined the Oppenheimer cast as well. Oh, really? So good for him. Good for him. So he's got two. So he just... Abel Ferrara, Christopher Nolan, Francis Ford Coppola, three of the greatest living filmmaker artists of all time. Maybe the studios won't take a chance on him right now, but when some of the greatest living artists do, uh, it's just all going to be part of his redemption story if he stays on track. He's just got to keep playing right. away. And that's the thing, if he stays on track, because we all I'm know. recovery, too. You got to stay. It's, it's right. an every day. We all know it's one day at a time, and that's the huge thing. It's a slippery slope. So, I mean, I'm here for him, and it's just like, you know, 
I wouldn't want people to hold me down for like the worst moments of my life as an addict. Like I believe in second chances. I believe in 25th chances because I just, what else are we going to do? What are we going to do? Drag, drag somebody out back and shoot him. I mean, he didn't, you know, it's, I mean, it's like punishment has to fit the crime. Like, what are you going to do? We're going to live in a society where we just start killing people. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I just, when people refuse to give somebody like another chance, I, I, you know, at the same time, I understand like we all have the power. That's the thing. We all have the power today to kind of, uh, go where we want our dollar to go and you have much of a right to not support him or you or to focus on abuse and i'm all for supportive abuse to women and i know obviously i think he's owning up to some things and saying that he made some mistakes and you know good for him. that's a huge difference between him and a lot of people that have yeah, yeah, done this road before he's owning up to it Absolutely. You see him and he's trying to do the work and trying to get help and he's doing it publicly. Like, I mean, he's doing it publicly. And some people can say that's cynical and that's fine. And what I have to say to that is like time will tell. You'll we'll all know. Trust me, if he's being cynical and this isn't for real. Yeah, but I think it is. And and I think he's like I said, he's a new father. He's a new husband. He and me work things out. And as far as I know, they're happy and he's being a dad. So cheers. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, she's and she's doing all this great work this year. And so I just, I love seeing like, um, like, you know, the new good night speed. Like I love seeing like kind of a list names do horror and do indie horror and things like that. Like you get, even though I didn't think it was great, like Naomi Watts coming back and doing the good night mommy remake, like she's fine in it, but it's just, if you've seen the original, it's uninspired. Like, you know, go watch the original, but just seeing like Mia Goth, some of that kind of stature do this, you know, it's, it's, and it's great for her. Like she's brilliant in it. That monologue, like I said, my God, it just, it's powerful. And you just, the camera, Ty West just puts her, it's just like old Hollywood. Just, it's her. No move, can't, nothing. Just letting her talk and it just goes and it's brilliant. It's so powerful and it's real. She had to have written that herself. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, final thoughts on Pearl. I think I would give it probably about a not a four and a half or a five, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would give it I would say it's like like we said, it's like Wizard of Oz, Psycho. It's got May in there and like Mommy Dearest. I would definitely give it a I would go a little bit lower. I would say like a four solid four for me. I like X slightly better, but that's also just. Yeah, preference. of course. Yeah, it's also a preference in style, but I do think X is a little bit better of a movie. But she's amazing in this. So go see it as soon as you can. And now uh, we know Maxine is getting ready to start filming, right? Yeah, the, so, yeah, we don't have any footage yet. You get that fun teaser, but there's no actual yeah. footage. Yeah, it's been announced that it's greenlit. Now, what would you like to see them try to accomplish with Maxine? Because it has I to wonder, be instead in the '80s, right? Or 1985, I think. 1985. Okay. And sure, I think the idea is that her dreams have come true, and she did kind of become a star in the. I want to see Maxine and what happened when she actually, because we see Pearl wanted her dreams and we saw it happen when they didn't work out i want to see a movie about the horrors of what happens when your dream works out and it's not what you thought it would be like say conquering the porno world in the 80s along like a tracy lord's kind of yeah a movie that echoes boogie nights in style and i don't know what the horror element would be but it can be anything on that front i just want to see what he's got for me i want to see what other nightmares they're going to cook up and you know what i would really would like to see or like people portraying real porn stars around that era like get somebody acting like honey wilder k parker and pete holmes 
Yes. Or somebody like Tracy Lords or Ginger Lynn and get people portraying those actors in here. Boogie Nights did that. I think Wonderland yeah. definitely did that. You had the John Holmes stuff. So I do think that, and, and, you know, like Once Upon a Time in America, people really like looking at things about Hollywood history. I like historical fiction. So that would be really cool if you dropped her just into an environment that existed or at least paralleled one in our world. Right. And just see Maxine in it, conquering it. And then I think that it would, it's the song Obsession makes me think it's going to be about a stalker. So in style, what I would like to see is Dress to Kill, like De Palma or Body Double. Dress to Kill meets, um, um, what did I say before? Oh, shit. Uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie that's, Nights what I, yeah. that's what I want to see. All right. So thank you for joining us, everybody. This has been Reviews from Hell on Infamous Horrors. Uh, please feel free to check out any other shows on the channel. We have a ton. Please and do. I believe this is our ninth episode of Reviews from Hell. So Woo! almost got check double out previous episodes on that. Yeah. All right. Have a good day, everybody.